0: واذكر and remember عبادنا, our servants Ibrahim, Ibrahim, and Ishaq, and Yaqub and Yaqub. Previously, Prophets Dawood, Sulaiman, Ayyub were mentioned and the Prophet was told, Be patient over what the people say and remember these Prophets of Allah who are examples of patience, of perseverance. And now remember who? Ibrahim, Ishaq, Yaqub. All of these prophets, who were they? They were Uli Aidi. Uli possessors of Al strength. Wal Absar and Vision. All of these prophets were possessors of Aidi. Aidi from the word Aid. Ayya'da, you ayyid to strengthen something. Earlier about Dawood salam we learned that he was someone who had aid. He was someone who was given a lot of strength. So not just Dawood salam, but every single prophet of Allah was blessed with a lot of strength. What strength was this? The strength was the control over themselves, the strength to continue despite the hardship and with respect to Dawud especially we learnt the strength of the quwa of ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed him with the ability to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala despite the hardship that they were in so they were ulil aydi they were possessors of strength they were people of strength in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wal-absar absar plural of the word basar or basira and it means vision and over here, it's referring to the vision of the heart. Meaning understanding. There were people, there were men, possessing true intellect. They deeply understood the core of their religion. They truly understood the religion. They were men of understanding. Because without that understanding, it would be impossible for them to survive the trials that they went through in their lives. Ibn Kathir said that unil Aidi Wal this means that all of the Prophets of Allah worked good deeds. They were unil aidi, because aid is also said to be the plural of the word yad. Yad as in hand. And we work with our hands. Hands symbolize, they represent action. So they were unil aidi, meaning they worked good deeds. Wal Absar, they were possessors of vision, meaning they possessed beneficial knowledge they possessed strength in their worship as well as clear insight ibn jarir al-tabari he said aydi is the plural of yad and yad over here means ni'mah blessing so they were ulil aydi, meaning ashabun ni'am people who had been blessed with various gifts from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is also said that what this means is that they were those who showed favor to those who were around them whom ashabun ala al an-nas they were those who showed favor to the people who were around them. So, Aidi wal Absar, The fact is that the Prophets of Allah were endowed with great physical strength. Not just physical strength, but also mental, emotional strength. That has never been given to others. The Prophets of Allah, all of them possessed human and physical perfection. Anas who said that we used to say that the Prophet ﷺ was given the strength of thirty men. This is in Bukhari. We used to say that the Prophet ﷺ was given the strength of who? How many men? Thirty men. So Ulil Aidi Wal Absar. Inna indeed we, أَخْلَصْنَاهُمْ we chose them. Bihalisatin with an exclusive quality. And what was that exclusive unique quality? It was dhikr it was remembrance of the home. Inna akhlasna hum, akhlasa khalam sad. Ikhlas. What does ikhlas mean? Sincerity, purity. Right? Meaning you have ikhlas of niya, of intention, meaning you're doing that action only for who? For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not for anyone else, but only for Allah. So أَخْلَصْنَاهُمْ Meaning we chose them, we selected them, as in we gave them the distinguishing quality that set them apart from others. That set them apart from others, that made them different from others. So the quality that the Prophets of Allah were bestowed with, that made them who they were, that enabled them to have patience, that gave them the strength to carry on, that gave them hope, that gave them motivation to live on and to continue their work despite the hardship was what? khalisa What is khalisa? Exclusive quality, meaning a unique quality that is found only in them. And what was that unique quality? Vikradar remembering the home. Which home? What is the real home? The home of Jannah. The home of the hereafter. And this characteristic, this quality, it's really amazing. Because look at the word خَالِصَةٍ The tanween is to show the enormity of this characteristic. It was not an ordinary quality. Remembering the home of the hereafter. Meaning remembering it themselves and also reminding others. You see there are many great qualities that are common amongst successful people. You look at people who were greatly successful maybe 50 years ago, 100 years ago, today, thousands of years ago, or later, any part of the world, in any capacity, what makes people successful are some core qualities that are common within all successful people. Whether it is time management or whatever it may be. But the quality that is exclusive to the prophets, what is that quality? The The secret their success success of who? whose success? the prophets of Allah what is that? remembering the home of the hereafter this quality set them apart from others and this quality brought them success because when you remember the home of the hereafter then what happens? the difficulty that you're enduring becomes easier because you know that this difficulty is not going to last forever forever it's eventually going to come to an end. When you suffer in the way of Allah, when you suffer in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that suffering becomes very pleasing. It becomes very enjoyable. Because you know that the greater the effort, the greater the reward. So regardless of the situation you're in, when you remember the harm of the hereafter, it brings you peace. It brings you happiness. It brings you joy. It brings you hope. It helps you forgive others. And this is what makes a person truly successful. So, إِنَّا أَخْلَصْنَاهُمْ بِخَالِصَةٍ ذِكْرَ الْدَّارِ وَإِنَّهُمْ And indeed, they, عِنْدَنَا With us, near us, meaning in their position, in their rank before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is their status? The prophets of Allah, they are lamin, surely among. Al-Mustafa'in, the chosen ones. Mustafa'in, Fa? wow. This is the plural of the word, mustafa. Mustafa, one who has been chosen. Mustafa'in, those who have been chosen. Does it sound like a dual word, tathmiyah? It sounds like it, but it's actually not. Okay, Mustafain. The Fathah and the Fa is indicating Mustafa, the Alif Maqsura, on the singular. So they are from the Mustafain, the chosen ones, the elect, those who are unique in their worship, in their knowledge, and they are Al-Akhyaar, the outstanding ones. Akhyaar, plural of the word Khayir, and Khayir, Khayara, someone who has Kathirul Khayir. Someone who is full of goodness. They are the prophets of Allah, near Allah, how are they? Among the chosen and outstanding ones, the best and the most excellent servants of Allah. They were the best of all people. And they indeed brought much good to the world. So, wadkur, Remember them. Remember the Ahlul Khair. Why? So that their rank is well known and so that their examples are followed. Wadkur, and also remember Ismail, Prophet Ismail, Wal and also Al Wa Wadal Kifl and also Dhul Kifl. All three of them were prophets of Allah and they're mentioned in other places of the Quran also. It is said that Prophet Al was a descendant of Yusuf السلام, and he was sent to Ash'am. And Dil Kifl was also a prophet who was sent to the Bani Israel. He's called Dil Kifl. Kifl means a huge share of something, a huge portion of something. So he was given a huge portion of knowledge, of khair, of goodness. Also, it means responsibility. So he was given the kifalah responsibility of his people. min مِنَ الْأَخْيَارِ No matter who they were, where they were, what responsibility they were given, what hardships they endured. What is common between all the prophets is that all of them were akhiyar. They were the best, the most excellent. If you look at it, the hardships that Ibrahim a.s. endured, very different from the hardships that Ayyub a.s. endured. Ayub a.s. suffered from financial loss. Sulaiman salam, what was his test? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him so much power, so much wealth. Each prophet had a unique test. But in every test that a prophet faced, he was excellent. كل من الأخيار هذا ذكر This is a reminder Meaning what is mentioned here of the Prophets Is a reminder وَإِنَّ and indeed لِلْمُتَّقِينَ For all the people of taqwa For those who fear Allah Is لَحُسْنَ Ma'ab Surely an excellent place of return Ma'ab from the root letters Wa Ba Same root as the word أَوَّاب The prophets of Allah, their status is the highest. They are the best servants of Allah. Their reward will be the best. However, for all the muttaqeen, for all people who observe taqwa, who follow in the footsteps of the prophets of Allah, they shall also have an excellent place of return. And what is that? Jannah Aden. The gardens of Aden. What is Aden? The descriptive name of paradise. And what does Aden mean? Eternity. Perpetual residence. So gardens of perpetual residence. Meaning their stay will never end in Jannah. What happens in this world? You go to the best resort, you go on the best vacation, but eventually the day comes when you must leave. You can't stay there forever. No matter how much you love that place, no matter how luxurious it is, eventually the stay comes to an end. But Jannah is a home whose residents, whose stay shall never come to an end. Jannah to Adn, And Mufattahatan, It shall be opened up. What will be already opened Lahun for them Al-Abwab, the gates. Which gates? The gates of Paradise. Abwab is a plural of Bab, and the word Mufattaha from the letters Fataha, Fataha, Fataha means to open, and Mufattaha is that which is opened. But notice Mufattaha, the Shadda shows Shadda. All right, it shows intensity, and what's the intensity over here? It shows the great numbers and the great size of the gates of paradise. The great size, they're not small doors. In a hadith we learn, first of all we learn that Jannah has eight gates. In a hadith in Bukhari, the Prophet وسلم said, by him in whose hand my soul is. The distance between every two gateposts of paradise is like the distance between Mecca and Busra. Busra is in Sham. Just imagine, the distance between the two gateposts. This is how wide, this is how huge the gates of paradise are. And مفتحت al al-Abwāb, They shall already be open for them. Because... When you go somewhere and you have to open the door yourself, no matter how easy it is to open the door, it's an extra step, right? It delays you, even by a few seconds, but it delays you. And when doors are opened for you, first of all, your entrance can be quick. It's not delayed by anything. And secondly, it also shows honor that is being given to the one who is being admitted. Because if you have to go and knock and struggle to open the door, then that's difficult. And I don't know about you, but with me, many times when I'm going somewhere and I have to open the door, as in like bring the keys out, and then find the keys first of all. Right? Find the keys, where do I put them? Which pocket? Where? And then finally when you get hold of your keys and then you're trying to open the door, you have to pull the door, push the door, do something, you know, it's it's a struggle. It's an extra step. Mufattah الْأَبْوَابِ They will not even have to do as much as open the door for themselves. This is how much honor will be granted to the people of Jannah. And al Abwab is referring to the gates of paradise, and it may also refer to the gates of the residences within Jannah. Meaning a person when he's entering his home in paradise, gates will be opened already. And this is all part of honoring the servants and creating ease for them. The Prophet ﷺ he told us, He described to us the gates of Jannah, that how they are reserved for certain deeds. Meaning, a person who who is known or who has performed a certain deed very well will be called from that particular gate. So for example, the gate of ar is reserved for who? For the people who frequently fast. In another hadith we learn, this is a hadith in the Silsirah Sahihah, that the Prophet ﷺ said, a man entered Jannah and he saw written on its door, Sadaqah, meaning the reward of Sadaqah, is tenfold. And the reward for Qard, for loan, for giving a loan, is eighteen times. So the people who give Sadaqah, who lend their belongings to others, creating ease for them, they will be admitted into Jannah from a certain door also. Earlier we learned about the Prophets, they were ulil aidi. And one of the meanings of ulil aidi is, they were those who showed favor to the people. One of the ways in which we benefit others is how? Financially, by helping them with the money that Allah has given us. And the Prophets were definitely very charitable. So, مفتحة لهم الأبواب, متكئين, ones who will be reclining, ittika, reclining. Because there's no work, no worries. Because sometimes you might have no work to do at that moment, but maybe you have to do it later. What happens? Can you sit relaxed? No. You're lying down, but because of the stress of your work, you get up. You're sitting, but you cannot relax in the position that you're sitting. in, Completely relaxed. Chilling. Reclining. Fiha in it. In Jannah. Yadu'una fiha. They will call in it. Meaning they will ask for بِفَاكِهَةٍ With fruit that kathira Abundant They will ask, meaning they will call for Abundant fruit in Jannah Why fruit? Because they don't need carbs, right? They're eating for the purpose of Enjoyment kathira, And kathirah, It shows abundant in numbers In quantity, as well as in varieties. When we think of fruit, we think of just apples, pears, strawberries maybe. And in the summer, yeah, maybe watermelon. Right? But kathira, anwa' kathira, wa sharaab, and also drink. Meaning, sharab also kathira. Abundant in quantity, as well as in variety. So whatever they ask for, they will find it. Whatever they wish for, they will receive it. In surah Waqa, ayah 18, wa وَأَبَارِيقَ وَكَأْسٍ مِّمَّعِينَ Different cups are mentioned. وَعِنَّهُمْ And with them, near them. Because of course, if you have a whole lot of blessings, but you don't have companionship, you don't have somebody to share that blessing with, it doesn't bring that complete sense of enjoyment. You know, for instance, if you want to have dessert, Would you ever bother going to Dimitri's all by yourself? All by yourself, would you? No, it has to be shared. Isn't it? It has to be shared because part of it is the flavor, the taste, the experience of eating, but part of it is the time that you're spending with your loved ones. So in Jannah also there is companionship. Just like we learned about Adam alayhi salam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created him and gave him so many blessings, Adam alayhi salam was lonely so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created for him his wife and both of them were sent in jannah ya adam uskun anta wa zawjuk o adam you and your wife dwell in paradise so in jannah there is companionship so wa innhum and with them qasirat al tarf qasirat plain of the word qasirah Qaf, sad ra what does qasir mean to shorten we also have Salatul Qasr. Why? Because you shorten the prayer when you're traveling. From four, you come down to two. So, tarf. With them will be Qasirat, and Qasirat, women who are, such that they are shortening, what are they shortening? الطَّرْف, the glance. They are shortening, meaning limiting their glances. It is said, قَصَرَ wa ala نَفْسَهُ على Meaning he was content with such and such. He was content, he was satisfied with such and such. So قَاصِرَاتُ التَّفْ This is describing the women of Jannah. That they will be such that they will limit their glances. Limit their glances to who? To their spouses. Meaning their eyes won't be wandering around. Why? Because of their chastity, their modesty as well as their contentment. I mentioned this to you earlier, that قَاسِرَاتُ الطَّرْ what it indicates, one of the meanings is, that the men also will be so beautiful, that their wives will not have to look around. Their beauty will be so intense, so attractive, that it's as if a wife would just continue to gaze, stare at her husband, and not bother to look at anything else. قَاسِرَاتُ الطَّرْ Atrab. Atrab is the plural of the word Tirb It's basically used for people who are equal in age Same in age And not just same in age But when people are of equal age Then what happens? They have similar interests uh, They are similar in their habits So قَاسِوَاتُ tarfi Atrab. The women of Jannah will be equal in their age And not just their age But also in their beauty So none will have a reason to boast over another none will feel inferior or superior to the other. Because is there any competition within women with respect to age? If only I was a year older or younger than this person, than this woman. There's a sense of competition when it comes to age, when it comes to beauty, when it comes to so many things. So in Jannah, people will be of the same age. Why? Why? So that there is no competition, such competition that leads to feelings of superiority or inferiority, because that destroys the fun. So, اطراب. In a hadith of Muslim we learned that the people of Jannah, لا اختلاف بينهم. There is no اختلاف between them. No differences between the people of Jannah. وَلَا قُلُوبُهُمْ And there is no بُغْض, no animosity in their hearts for each other. Their hearts will be like قَلْبٌ وَاحِدٌ Like a single heart. And this is what brings joy. So tarfi أَتْرَابِ I mentioned to you earlier also that people in Jannah, they will all be of equal age. And what is that? About 33. And a hadith in at tarhib it mentions that the people, their physical form, will be like that of Adam their beauty will be like that of Yusuf Salam, and their hearts will be like that of Ayyub a.s., full of love for Allah and hope in Allah. هذا Allah says this, meaning this is the reward for who, for the muttaqin. هذا this عدونة, that which you are promised. For when Liyomil Hisab for the day of account. This you are promised for the day of account, meaning this promise will be fulfilled on the day of account. So observe Sabr until that day. In indeed this is surely show me our provision, meaning provision that Allah will bless his servants with in Jannah. Ma lahu, it shall not have nafad any depletion. Nafad from the letters is Nurun Fadal. Nafida Yanfadu. It's basically when something finishes. Why would it finish? Why would it finish? Like for example if you have a bag of chips. Why would it eventually finish? Because it has a limited quantity within it. Isn't it? Or sometimes the supplies are finished. Like for instance there is a particular salsa that you love and you've been buying it always and now you go and you find out that it's nowhere to be found because they stopped manufacturing it, they stopped selling it, they stopped making it. So nafad, nafad is when something runs out or it is prevented from someone. The resources are depleted or it is prevented from a person. So, إِنَّ هَذَا لَرِزْقُنَا ma لَهُ مِنْ نَفَادِ This is Allah's provision in Jannah. And it shall never be depleted. It shall never be prevented from the people of Jannah. In Surah Hud, Ayah 108, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, عَطَاءً غَيْرَ مجدين. A gift, a bestowal that shall never be cut off. In Surah al ayah 25, لهم أجر For them is reward that shall never be cut off. هذا. This is so. What does Hada mean over here? هذا marks the ending of a passage and the beginning of a new one. This. Meaning this is the reward of who? Of Wa inna And indeed. لِلطَّغِينَ For the transgressors, is sharra ma'ab? Surely an evil place of return. طَغِين Plural of the word, طَغِين From the root letters, طَغَيْنْ ya. What does طَغِين mean? تَجَاوْزُ had To go out of the bounds, to exceed the bounds. So طَغِين are those who exceed the bounds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set. For those who transgress is an evil place of return. What is the had what is the limit that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set for the servants? That they remain as Allah's servants. And who is a servant? Someone who's obedient, who does what he is told to do, and he doesn't do what he is forbidden from. So ta'hee, those who do not do what Allah has ordered, and they do what Allah has forbidden. So for such tagheen is an evil abode. La sharma ab. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses.
1: وَذْكُرْ عِبَادَنَا إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ أُلِي الْأَيْدِي وَالْأَبْصَارِ إِنَّا خلصناهم بخالصة لكردار، وإنهم عندنا لمن المصفين الأخيار، وذكر اسم عيلة واليسع الكفل وكلهم من الأخيار. هذا a وإن للمتقين لحسن able to be able to be able فِيهَا يَدْعونَ able فيها وَشراب we are not alone in the ما توعدون are الحساب إن in لرزقنا ما له من نفاد